Welcome to the podcast of FirstMen.Church, your on-demand worship community, ready for you whenever and wherever you are. If you'd like to tune in to the full worship experience, you can go to our website, FirstMen.Church. With my buddy Tanner Olson uh, of Written to Speak, um, just a great guy impacting the world right now uh, on Instagram and social media and also through a couple books. So, uh, I don't know, Tanner, you want to give us just a little background of, uh, what you're doing these days? Yeah. Uh, well, I'll give you two backgrounds. All right. So pre pandemic, I was touring and traveling, sharing poetry, telling stories, delivering messages at churches, schools, youth groups, organizations, coffee shops, really anywhere there was a microphone and people who were willing to listen to me talk. Um, and then when the pandemic happened, there was this, I mean, massive shift just for everybody. And so for me, that looked like I was, you know, I was done touring, I was staying at home. And then it was really a time to focus on, on writing, reaching out to people who were already following me online, uh, creating some new stuff. I released my second book during the pandemic and then jumped into the weird world that is YouTube and video creating. And yeah, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been a year. It's been a year. Yeah. I, you just had a post. I I like that line. You know, it's, it's been a year. It's like, there's a lot. There's a lot underneath that, right? Um, how, what motivated you to pivot in the ways you pivoted? It, it was one of those things where like, I wanted to continue to write. I wanted to continue to create and I wanted to continue to spread hope in the way that I believe that I was created to do that, which is through writing, through poetry, through speaking. And when you remove being face-to-face with people, it's the, it's the similar shift that a lot of musicians and churches made as well. Well, we're no longer going to be able to meet face-to-face. We'll meet you where you're at. And everybody is at home on their couch, on their phone. And so it was like, well, this is going to be a time for me to continue to share new things, to explore new options and to find ways to, to put something in front of the eyes of the people on the internet. It's going to bring them a smile or make them think or make them, make them laugh or maybe even make them cry, which was the whole point of when I would do live events as well. Yeah. Right. To hear, well, to have I this remember, whole... yeah, you were, you actually, it seems like a lifetime ago, but you came to our church uh, about six months before the pandemic. And uh, yeah, and it was just, it was a time of laughter and uh, storytelling and uh, everyone you know, that was, everyone had, thought it was a very meaningful experience. And now to translate that online, that's, that's a, that's a big shift. Yeah. And it doesn't, and it's, it's a hard thing to translate to, because there's something so special about sitting in a room together, being side by side and being like, this is where we're at. Cause I don't know about you, but like when, when my wife and I would watch a movie or a TV show, or even like a basketball game, like I'm also looking at my phone or reading a book or right. writing something in my notebook. Like it's, I'm not just doing the one thing. And so then when you go to a concert or a church service or a poetry event, which hopefully those will come back. I know the world's been missing out on them, but when it does happen, it's, that's the thing that you are doing. You're not really doing anything else, but you're focusing on, on the art or on the word or, or whatever is in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. One of your main points uh, in your, in your writing Tanner is to communicate hope. Um, that's a big goal. And I think also uh, help people see their purpose. Mm-hmm. And I really think that throughout this, we've all kind of, been searching a little bit more for our purpose. I'd like to talk to you a little bit today about um, how you see purpose and how that kind of impacts what you're doing too. So I guess, how would, first of all, how would you define purpose? I don't know if I'm the best at 
at defining things. I mean, I'll give it a shot. I wrote something down for you. Um, yeah. But I, I think when you look at like, like between the steps back and the steps forward and the, and the steps that I've come to take, I've come to believe that, that my purpose is, well, to love God and to love people, to hope and to spread hope. And, and with that and with all of that, I'm learning to just rest in the truth that, that has made a home in my heart, that, that I am loved by God, right? Mm-hmm. That, and my purpose is, is to really to rest in that love and then to live out of it. And again, I'm not sure if that's the best definition, but that's, but I think our purpose kind of comes out of the things that we know to be true. And Mm -hmm. even in the darkest of times in, in the hardest of nights, like I know that I am loved by God and I want to rest in that and live in that and then take steps knowing, knowing that I'm loved by him forward. Yes. Um, It's kind of like, uh, um, even when you can't see it kind of, kind of thing. Right. So what you're holding on to, even when it doesn't appear that way. And I guess that's why, I mean, it's easy to see then the connection between for you purpose and hope, because yeah. hope is that thing, right. Which, which you need to get you through those, those times where you're yeah. only leaning on the truth of God. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And, and hope is that weird thing. That's hard to define as well. Like, it, you know, it's hard to define those words that are, are super impactful and powerful and important. Uh, but for me, it's like, hope is the full assurance of what God will do. And what he says that he will do. And so it's like, it's again, finding ways to rest in my purpose and to rest in the hope that, that God offers us. Yeah. And, and, and it's exhausting. I, I, I feel like a toddler, right? Where you're like, buddy, you know, it's your nap. You have, you have, you know, you have 30 kids. So it's like just the four, five, four. Yeah. We're only four right now. <laughs> four. Okay. That was close. It was um, like 30. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. But you know what? It's like, it's your, it's time to rest. Like, I don't want to rest. I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to keep going. And I think sometimes for me, it's like, it's hard for me to rest in the love of God. It's hard for me to rest in hope because I feel like I have to do something or I need to change something or to fix something. But the invitation is just to rest and to be and to, and to enjoy that. Yeah. Well, I I can tell you, I guess one of, one of the best parts of my day is when all three of my three sons share a room and when all three of them are sleeping, you know, I walk in there and I just like, I, I can see them sleeping and like the, the peace that I feel even on their behalf is like, it's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start to fought, start to find your rest in God? I mean, you've been a Christian your whole life. You, yeah. you studied to work in the church, but what, what was, what were some of those defining moments? though as you started to find your rest in God. I think those moments continue to happen time and time again, uh, because like a like a child or a toddler, I forget how how beautiful and how how wonderful the afternoon nap is, right? Um, and so for me, I think throughout this pandemic, I've come face to face with it several times. With you no, know, like the thing that you need to do today, Tanner, is rest, right? And I think when we rest, we're really flexing that that trust muscle. We're really beginning to build. Um, build trust between us with God and understanding, Hey, like he's got everything covered. He has all things that are in his hands. And I think a lot of it does for me, at least I'm resting in, in who God says I am rather than who I say that I am or who the world says that I am, because there is this thing deep inside of me. That means that says I have to keep doing, I have to keep achieving. I have to keep growing and scaling. Right. Because after all, like my writing, this is the way that I make my living. So if I'm not, if I'm not growing, if I'm not getting better, then am I going to be able to do this job forever? Right. And so there's this, there's this tension, there's a struggle between trusting in God and trying to make things happen for myself. So 
yeah, I think I, I think I keep coming back to it time and time again. It's like, no, you need to just rest. You need to trust in the promises of God and and, and believe the things that you say on podcasts. <laughs> well, so then it, it opens up, you know, for you, you kind of said the three the threefold voice, right? So the voice of God, the voice of self, and the voice of others or the world that kind of clouds the air a little bit. Um, and I think no matter if people believe in God or not, they, they have voices speaking into their life, um, trying to tell them what their purpose is. Right. I guess Mm -hmm. from your perspective, as you interact with, you know, hundreds and thousands of people online, um, why, why is this sense of purpose so important to people, especially in in a time of global pandemic? I think, I think there's something deep down inside most people that they want to make a difference or they want to be seen as the person who has made a difference, that their purpose has been recognized and noticed and is greater than what anybody else would have thought for their lives. And, and I think that, that can be, that can be quite exhausting um, rather than like just resting in, Hey, your purpose is, is to love God and to love people and to live that out. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've been able to interact with a lot of people, especially throughout the pandemic. And the thing that keeps coming up time and time again is, is, do you see me? Do you notice me? Am I somebody who's worth following? Mm. And I think, I mean, I've struggled with that or, or I've wanted people to think, Hey, this is you're you're more, you are somebody, mm. but we're all just people. We're all just trying to figure it out. And we're all just loved by God and learning how to rest in that, or at least trying to rest in that. We'll try to make a name for ourselves outside of, outside of, you know, maybe even what God has in store for us, but I mean, maybe finding our identity more in what we do rather than who we are. Yeah. And that's like where, where purpose and identity seem to like clash and collide a lot. And they also like walk side by side together. And like, you know, it kind of goes back to like, well, my purpose is to love God and love people. And my identity is rooted in the love of God. And so it's like, if I can just find my, my home in that and, and work and live and play and kind of be out of those, the things that God calls me and who he says that I am, like that's going to change the way that I interact and navigate the, the world. So as you talk, what might a lack of purpose look like or a, a lack of rest, restfulness might look like in a person's life? Um, <laughs> I, I think about really just, you know, throughout the pandemic and, and we've spent a lot of time just sit, like I'll, I'll sit on my phone and watch TV and I'll be like, I'm, why am I still doing this? And I'll just like take my phone and throw it to the other couch. Cause I don't, that's not what I want to be doing with, with my life. Or I don't want to be doing that with my time. There's something more for me out there. And I think a lot of us struggle with, well, what is, what is my purpose? Yeah, I get like, I'm supposed to love God and love people. What is my, like, what is the thing that I am supposed to do with that love? How am I supposed to like live that out? And there is this, such a great difficulty in trying to put the pieces together to figure out what it is that I'm supposed to do. What was the thing that I was created to do? And and I've noticed in myself and in a lot of my friends as well, that the thing that they want to do, they just don't know how to start or or they don't have the funds to do it, or they're locked in a job that they already have, or they have, they have five kids and they're trying to pay a mortgage, but what they really want to do is this one thing. And so there's this element of risk involved within all of this. And so I think we just kind of get ourselves in these places where it's like, well, maybe the thing that we really, really want to do is not possible. 
but that doesn't mean that the dream has to be dead. It might just mean we have to take a couple of different steps forward or take them a little bit more slowly. Um, so no, that's a, that's a, that's a good question. Um, yeah, as I, I think as, as I was hearing you, I, it's, it's almost like words are maybe, or something's building up inside of you, but you don't know how to release the tension. Yeah. You know, like a desire or, or, you know, try wanting to say something. And, and I, and I think like we all have social media platforms or whatever, but, but what, what has happened is we've all lost a lot of places where we have the opportunity to like be our, to be with people and to, to share yeah. in life together. And, and uh, I think it's been, it's become harder to know what to say and where to say it, you know? And so how to, how to get out the words that are on your heart. You know, I, I'm trying to remember exactly where it is in scripture. Oh, it's actually in Job. Elihu, he's waiting to speak to Job after all of the friends are arguing with Job. He says, like, it's like my belly is like burning with, with what I feel like is my burden to say, mm. you know, I don't know. Is that an image? I, maybe it resonates with you too, as you were trying to get the word out there, you know, there's this, step? yeah, there's this like deep element of frustration where, you know, you know, the thing that you're supposed to be supposed to do, but you just don't know how to do that or how to take the steps. Yeah. And there's this, yeah, there's this like un, uneasiness frustration that continues to build yeah and 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 in that it's hard to just rest or to continue taking steps forward and maybe that's a good thing right like maybe that maybe that frustration or that wrestling deep within is a good thing because that's going to cause you to to think and to reflect and to say well okay well i don't need to be doing this thing that i'm doing right now but i need to be i need to make a shift make a change so that i can take these steps in these directions towards the thing that i believe is my purpose so the thing what, that would I'm you, supposed what would to you say to somebody who's kind of feeling that frustration right now um, or that burning in their belly or whatever it is? What would you say for like what a next step or what would you say? To well, them? I think finding somebody who's going to be able to ask them questions to help pinpoint down the thing or at least the direction that they think they're supposed to be going. Mm-hmm. Right. So finding someone who can ask them questions about, well, what is the thing that you want to do? Why do you want to do it? How are you going to take these steps and have somebody kind of help put like a game plan together for them to, to take that step forward. Um, I know that when I was early on in starting written to speak, I would go for walks with friends or call people up and say, Hey, I think I want to do this thing. First of all, do you think that, that I should, right? And some people would be like, yes, you should. And other people were like, I'm not really sure that's a thing for you to do, <laughs> right? But you kind of figure out those voices that, you, that you're yeah. supposed to trust, not the ones that are going to tell you everything that you want to hear, because right. people who said, hey, you should do this thing, but it might need to look like a little bit more like this. And I didn't want to hear that. Turns out they were right. But like, you know, you find those people that you can, you can bounce ideas off of and, and then confide in and and talk to about anything. And I think you said a little bit earlier, like right now it's a time when we're not, we, we don't have the, the deep sense of community or belonging. And I think when it's, it's easier for us to live out our purpose when we feel like we belong or when we feel like we have something to give or to offer just, just because we have something to give or to offer, not because we want anything in return. Right. Yeah. But just because I believe this is the thing that I was created to do. And I hope this helps you. I hope this makes you smile. I hope this adds, you know, a measure of joy to your life. Wow, um, that's good. The relational component of it is, is so important. Well, yeah. Uh, Cause if you don't, if you don't have that, 
like, how are you going to, how are you going to get better? Or how are you going to have people call you out for the things that you're doing or, or not doing? I've got a couple of friends who look at what I do and they say, Hey, are you sure you want to go in this direction? Or why did you do this? Or have you thought about this? And it's like being able to have those open doors with people to, to speak freely into your life. Because if you have people who can do that, the chances of you taking those big steps forward and living out the thing that you're supposed to be doing is, is going to change and it's going to happen. Yeah, that's good. Um, why do you think people uh, are resonating with your poetry so much right now? You have a different oh. approach to poetry. If no one's... Uh, if you haven't checked out written to speak yet go over there read some of the poems they're quick reads they're they're simple in the sense of uh word choice and all that but there's a you know a, a depth there to pr- profundity if you will uh profound Ooh. nature it, wh- why do you think that how you're uh how you're speaking right now is resonating so much with people yeah well with with my writing i i want to put into words what other people are thinking and feeling and going through but i don't want to say something that's going to go over their head i want to i want to write something that they're going to be able to grab hold of and put in their pocket and walk through the day with when i was in middle school and high school and you know when i was in school and we would we would study poetry we would study all these poets who were no longer living and their works were hundreds of years old and, and they were beautiful and they were great, but it was really hard to connect with it. Yeah. And there's something about finding words that you connect with and being in reading it and saying, well, that person just put into, into words, what I was thinking or, or what I was feeling, or, you know, it's like when you go on the internet and you see just, you know, for me, I just post, you know, I write words down on a piece of paper and I take a picture of it and, and that's, that's it there's this simplicity to it. I'm not, there's nothing, you know, I'm not trying to make it super fancy. It's just, it is what it is. And and I think there's something about poetry that offers you simplicity and offers you something that's honest and genuine and not every poem is for you, but there might be something in it for you. So it's accessible uh, in the sense that people can easily understand it. And, and hopefully, like you said, I guess, they're finding their own voice in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So in that way, you know, you're really seeking to serve by yeah. helping your purpose is that is helping put words to what other people aren't able to put words to. Mm-hmm. And uh, what that puts you in a place of having to sit with your own thoughts, probably uh, and feelings more than maybe is comfortable for you. Uh, and, and uh, going deep in a way that isn't always pleasant, but uh, saying your purpose is, helping other people put words to what they're thinking and feeling. Yeah. And the, the hope is that people will slow down for a little bit too. Mm. Give them time to, cause I mean, when I'm on the internet, half the time, half the time that I'm on there, more than half the time, it's like a meme, a joke, a con, some sort of conflict, uh, terrible breaking news. And then every once in a while, there's this little glimmer of hope. There's this like, like, and it's not just a dog video. Like, it's just like, you know, like I follow other writers and poets too. And so it's like, Oh, I need to stop and read this, yeah. you know? And, and I hope that the, the things that I put on the internet allow people to stop for a minute, and think and reflect or pray or to yeah. like turn their attention toward God or to their neighbor. Um, because honestly, I mean, I wish I could put out hilarious dog videos every day, but I've never done that before. Uh, so I feel like this is the thing that I'm, I'm supposed to do. Um, would you be able to just give us maybe like, what are some of the steps for you as you go about um, taking, you already have the thing that you want to say, maybe like what, how do you take that into, and make it into something that is somebody's going to slow down for on the internet? 
Yeah, I for me, it's it's taking a, a bigger idea. So a lot of the poems that I write are, well, like the ones that I post online are about maybe 15 or 20 words each. Um, but they start off as, you know, a minute, two minutes long, and I'm just crossing out and deleting and just whittling it down until one short, concise thought, something that someone's going to see and is going to catch their eye and be like, oh, you know, like, as you read it, there's this little melody or ditty in your head that kind of makes sense. And it kind of puts you inside of the poem. And so when gotcha. you read it, you, you become, you become the poet, you become the person who's rhyming it, you become the person who wrote the words. Um, and I don't think I do that perfectly. I don't do that every day, but also I'm writing about what I know to be true, or I'm writing about the thing that, that I'm going through or wrestling with or learning. And I think when you're open and you're honest and you're vulnerable enough with people to say, to give them an inside look as to who you are, they're going to slow down and they're yeah. going to connect with it. That's, I um, mean, yeah. So I, what I like, you know, whittle down, cut down, don't use everything, <laughs> uh, delete, do man. some self-editing, but yeah. then also I the vul putting out something that's open and transparent and vulnerable allows other people the space as well then to be uh, open uh, and vulnerable. Yeah, that's yeah. The that's best really the best button on the on your computer is the delete button. When I talk with when I talk with students in in schools and stuff, and they say, "Well, like, you know, what's your process in writing a poem?" And I, you know, I talk about how I write and I edit, and those are two different things. And when I edit, your best friend is the delete button. And I think that's also true in our lives, you know, to an extent. Is you know, we can cut back on some things. We can get rid of some of the noise or some of the conflict or, or whatever it is. So if it's like, if, if it's being, if it's, if it's distracting away from the main thing, well, maybe it doesn't need to be there anymore. Yeah. That's good. I have to rethink my sermons now. Got yeah, yeah. That'll preach, man. <laughs> yeah. Pastor, you need to go down to like five minutes. I think that's a good sermon. Line. Well, and that's, and that's <laughs> it too. Right. Is like, but like, it's, it's easy for me to write a three minute poem. It's hard for me to write a 30 second poem because oh. you want, like, you want to take this big idea and just put it right here so yeah, yeah. good um how should, i have a question i guess you know because it's kind of a crazy world right now and i think one of the things that is really hard to overcome is like when you put your voice out there mm -hmm. um to be to be heard and seen in a way that is not polarizing yeah you know like so how how are you navigating that and how can or should christians kind of go about stepping into the middle ground uh not like taking on ideologies or polarities or whatever else to step into the middle ground uh, of this kind of polarized world yeah i sometimes i wrestle with um my job as a poet i'm a writer but i have not been someone who writes about the things that divide the world I really kind of write about things that are around that are what's more happening to, to you and to me. And so when it comes to some of these a lot uh, bigger conversations, I'm listening and I'm writing out of the way that I feel towards what's happening, whether it's struggle or fear or pain or sorrow or regret. And I think when it comes to these, um, these things that are just, you know, that are polarizing, I want to enter in listening and, and yeah. with my palms face up, because I, 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 I don't have a lot of the answers. I probably have one answer, and that's Jesus. <laughs> so, yes. right, like, and, and so I, I'm learning, you know, I, I'm learning how to interact. I'm learning how to listen. I'm learning 
you know, what it is that I believe within all of this. And, and there are moments and there are times when I believe it is time for me to, to say something. But a lot of what I'm saying is, and maybe we should listen to the people who are hurting, or, or maybe we should listen to the people who are, are struggling right now. Um, so it's, it's been an interesting and, and difficult time with everything that's been happening. And there's so many things that have been happening. And I think that I am, I just need to listen. I think that's good. And what I, what I like about what you were saying, it made me think um, it's hearing through the noise for the pain point underneath or the actual struggle, you know, cause you know, there's, there's the presenting problem, right. And then there's the actual underlying issue, mm-hmm. right. For many people, it's like, we can, we can stand up and make a, a bold stand against something or other, but it's like, what's at your heart. And it sounds like, well, you're trying to listen for, and maybe as Christians, Listen for what's at the heart, even especially, especially if people who don't agree with you, but even for those who do agree yeah. with you to say like, what is it that, what is it that's really driving people? What's the struggle that's really at the heart of their story? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's it. I mean, I just want, I want to listen. I, I want to hear what somebody else is going through because I, you know, it's when I write, I'm writing from my perspective and from what I know, but if I have a conversation with somebody who is from a different uh, background, race, ethnicity, belief, whatever it is, like they're going to teach me something and I have something to learn. Right. And then I can also write about that experience as well. Right. And so, um, for me, it's like when I, when we we talk about writing, um, and we talk about poetry as, as a poet, I am constantly looking for new things to write about and to learn about. So it's like, I'm, uh, I'm constantly like inspecting the world. And throughout this past year, we've been handed, you know, case study after case study. We were handed so many things to learn from, to have our yeah. eyes open to. Yeah. And a lot of the times when I then sit down to write about whether it's, it's race, whether it's reconciliation, whether it's fear, whether it's murder, whatever it is, I learn how to, I, I've learned how to pause before I put the pen in action. Mm. Yeah. What have you found? Uh, what words are resonating with all people? I know that you had a, you had a, a tweet on cinnamon rolls that uh, <laughs> resonates with all people, but uh, um, it, well, just it, for a second. So I back a couple of years ago, I tweeted some, some, so a, uh, here's the, the tweet basically said, I watched a woman throw away the center of a cinnamon roll and I called her a monster on the internet and that thing went viral. It was awesome. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, and I, you know, should I have called a woman a monster? No, I, I would take that back <laughs> in a heartbeat. However, who throws away the center of the cinnamon roll? Anyways, but it's so weird. Like I've spent years writing, being a poet, trying to give people hope, point them to Jesus. And that's the one thing that takes off. That's the one. Thing. <laughs> it is what it that's is, strange. man. Uh, but yeah, so like what you were saying, like what's something that. Humor, I guess. Humor always resonates with all people. Yeah. Well, one of the things that I've been saying for the last couple of years that is, is that, and all that is heavy, there is hope, right? Yeah. And all that is heavy, there is hope. And I, and I think really in this past year, again, that's something that people have latched onto because it is a very heavy time and hope is always real. And I think one of the things that connects with other people is when you say, well, you know, none of us know what we're doing. And that allows people to kind of take a deep breath and exhale because from the outside, it might look like I know exactly what I'm doing but I don't have a clue. And I think when you tell other people that you don't have it all together and it's okay that you don't have it all together, it invites them to exhale and realize that, Hey, it's okay that 
I don't have it all together either. Yeah. That's good. Those are some good words. Um, I guess what should someone do right now if they're feeling without, like without a purpose, like they just don't, they're lost. I mean, maybe they have way more time on their hands than to rest or whatever, but give, give, give us one thing or a couple of things we should do for people that aren't like feeling purposeless right now. So, um, other than read your poems. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you should visit writtenspeak.com for sure. All, there's all, yeah, nothing. If you, if you're looking for purpose, look no further than my first, my, my two books. Uh, I was a, I was a couple years into doing what I'm doing now. And I was tr- just trying to, to figure it all out. And my mind was busy with, I wasn't doing enough. Uh, I, I wasn't known by any kind of writing community or people like nobody was coming to my website to read anything or to buy anything. And I felt stuck. I felt frustrated. I felt like a, like a failure. And and then it got to a point where I just needed to slow down. And it's like most, like most important things, it's easier to say than to do. But to slow down, to kind of figure out where you're at, where you're going, what you want to do. And so for people who feel like they're living without purpose, I think it's okay just to slow down. Maybe to turn off some of the distractions, maybe to to fast or go for a walk or have an open conversation with some honest friends and take a look at, well, what is the thing that I think that I was created to do? And how can I do that? And how can I take those small faithful steps forward? Because for a long time, I ran in a direction that I thought I was supposed to go and I did it terribly. But when I take small faithful steps forward, things begin to happen and I begin to slow down and I begin to trust and I begin to see that, hey, this is way bigger than me, and I'm just here to help and to shine some light in some dark places, and that it's not about me at all. That's great. Those are great words. Hey, why don't we close with, what's your favorite Bible passage right now? Right now, um, so a buddy and I have been reading through the book of Hosea recently, and that is a tough book to read. <laughs> there is not a lot of joy in that. I'm just going to say it. It's a, it's, it's a downer. It's yeah. a downer. So I'm in, I'm in Ezekiel right now, same. Oh, well, yeah. So, uh, but we've been reading through that and we've been been texting about it in the mornings and uh, afterwards we're like, I think I need to change. I think I need to read something else, like not just Hosea. So I bet I keep going back to Psalm 103 and it just is, it's this beautiful picture of uh, picture and reminder to, to praise God and to Mm -hmm. rest in his grace. And I think that's one of those things that I need to be reminded of time and time again. Again, hey, he is he is worthy of our praise, and you can rest. You can rest in grace. Um, yeah. Well, thanks so much for what all about that. You? Today. What about you? You yeah. reading Ezekiel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ezekiel is a it's a it's a heavy book. You know, the guy loses well, his yeah. wife just as a as a metaphor. Dude, God, I don't I don't dig that. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, yeah. Then I'm in James too. Uh, so, but you got to uh, balance it. Got to balance. It's be a balance. It. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, really appreciate all your words today, Tanner. Um, for anyone who's listening, give them a follow at written to speak, uh, written to speak.com, Instagram, Facebook. Are you on TikTok? I've tried. I can't I'm just, I'm there's no it, dance moves with your poems. I got nothing, man. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody wants to all power, to, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. tried. There's a couple of like random TikToks to me reading poems. And I'm like, these are awful. Like, I, why are you doing <laughs> I'm like, going to share these? Yeah. I'm like, why, why would you do this? This is, and I can't, I, 
I finally feel old. <laughs> finally feel, I mean, I mean, I feel old when I walk upstairs, but I feel so old when I'm on TikTok. I'm like, what, what? I don't know how to navigate it. I look dumb trying to do anything on here and I'm not going to dance. Just it's beyond me. It's beyond me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, don't go to TikTok to find him, uh, Instagram or Facebook written to speak. Thank you so much, Tanner. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the firstmen.church podcast. Remember that we are an on-demand worship community ready for you whenever and wherever you are. Follow us on Instagram or Facebook or head to our website for more ways to connect and serve. All at firstmen.church. Thanks and catch you next time.